What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronicles of Runeterra. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And uh, we're back again to talk to you guys more about Arcane, the greatest show that has ever hit Netflix, or really and TV in general, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, 100% true. Yeah, (laughs) those are facts right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so anyways, for all of you guys, uh, if you're already tuning in for three, I'm sure you've watched the other ones, but just very quickly, you know, we are going to be going through all of the TV shows and movies soon to come from uh, Riot that they have already confirmed that are in production right now. So, you know, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you want to hear whenever we go off onto that stuff. We're also going to be adding in some content in between those time periods, which should be a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, so we're doing all that kind of stuff. I won't take too long to do anything besides just remind you guys to subscribe or I already said subscribe, not subscribe, not just subscribe, but (laughs) review the podcast as well. There we go. There we go. That helps out a lot. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right in to episode three. This episode, first of all, I just want to say was a lot to take in emotionally. Yeah, yeah. I'm still processing everything. So <laughs> there's, yeah, th- there's going to be moments this. where I'm just going to be sitting in silence. You're going to be like, Sean, are you, are you there? I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here. So <laughs> yeah, I've had multiple watch throughs of um, episode three and, and the rest now as well. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say, like, there's a different part that hits me each time I saw it. Um, uh, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's so, so weird. Like, I, I don't know why, but it's just like some scenes whenever I, I saw the third time, like, all of a sudden I'm tearing up on random parts and I'm like, what the <laughs> yeah, fuck and is it's going just on? Like, uh, <laughs> going to punch think, myself in the face a few times. And, well, <laughs> just, it, yeah, and that's the thing is, I, I think I've, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you you're expecting it, you know, and you you, mm-hmm. you know it's coming. It doesn't really catch you off off guard like it does the first time around. And so you're you're mentally just kind of in a weird way like hyping yourself up for that moment and then when it happens you're just like, "Oh, this is so much more traumatic than I was expecting." So, uh, yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah, after you've added some like inner monologue, like some dissecting to particular scenes, mm-hmm. um after they've kind of settled in you, yeah, they'll they'll hit different. So, um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about the opening scene in this because this was uh, pretty impactful. I would say it was it was um, all kinds of dark, interesting, philosophical. I loved every second of it. Um, yeah. So we're hit with the scene of just this blue water with you see a body dropping lower and lower into the water, and um, you're hit with a monologue from Silco actually, and uh, he it says some very interesting things, and it really highlights his outlook. Yeah. What did you think of of this scene going into it? Well, well, first off, Silco can monologue all day. I'll listen to everything he says. So, <laughs> Great voice actor for him. Oh yeah, really, just impressive, like <laughs> really professional. But um, you know, the the opening or this opening scene is just. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say so. This is a critique. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, we see Silco before he's his eye is all messed up, right? Right. right. And um. You know, for better or worse, uh, his um, character design mm-hmm. without the eye all messed up um, is very similar to Victor, unfortunately. Um, it does. I, I thought the same. It looks a little yeah. bit like him. Or not a little bit, a good bit like him. Yeah, good bit like him. And uh, that was whenever I, it was happening the first time. First time I watched it, I was like, wait, why is Victor in water kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And then... I connected it and I was like, oh, wait, no, that's Silco's voice. That's not Victor. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that that part was a little, you know, the first time through, I was kind of 
uh, trying to piece things together. Of course, the the fourth and fifth time through, no. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, totally knew what was going on. Yeah. And uh, man, you really get a, a good idea of his motivations. And, um, you know, he's he's uh, tussling with this um, this big, you know, uh, assailant. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that really hit me, and I don't know if if this one hit you, but, um, you know, he's you start to ask yourself questions. And, and one of the one is, have you had enough? Right. Oh, yeah. I love that. And line. he was it. What did he say? He's like, you know, most people go a lifetime without ever asking that question to themselves. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, damn, like this is like dark and deep. And like, I mean, I've I've never had to like contemplate that before. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that it really just um, it gives you a good idea of, of where he comes from um, and, and the trauma that, that haunts him. Right. Exactly. Everyone's um, got a trauma. Everyone's got trauma. So um, if but, you're uh, interesting, but, you have a trauma. <laughs> but yeah, but but it, it was just it was cool how it flashed between the different scenes. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the opening part of it was very um, what's the word like ethereal. Right. Mm-hmm. Just kind of he's floating in water. It's very peaceful. Yeah. And angelic almost. Yeah. Angelic. Yeah. And then it. It cuts to um, this assailant um, basically trying to drown him, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it was really, really. I mean, just well done, you know. And we've seen it before, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it was very familiar in that respect. But it, they just they they nailed it, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's my impression of the scene. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I really uh, was thinking about the scene a good bit because it just it was one of those haunting scenes for me mm-hmm. from the movie. I, I just loved every second of it, honestly. Um, once I figured out it was <laughs> it was Silco, because <laughs> no, I did have that minor confusion on the first time as well. Um, but yeah, like it, it's it's the way it hits because it, it's so applicable from the micro, uh, the, the situation that he is specifically facing right now, to the macro, the struggle of, in my opinion, this is what I took away from it, the mm-hmm. struggle of um Zahn and Piltover you know Zahnites yeah. versus Piltover and I, I love that there's this parallel there um that goes that scales basically and you know whenever he as you kind of mentioned the um whenever he's dropping down and he, he's talking about the warmth of the water and how it's welcoming um he's talking about surrendering to death basically and yeah. how that's the easy choice at that moment and um, everything in your body is basically just letting go and, and you're releasing and it says all your problems will, will, you know, fade away. And he says, but in that moment, just basically something ignited in him. And he said, a thing in your head and it's raging, lighting every nerve with madness to fight, to survive. And you see in those moments, these flashes of his face being drowned violently underwater contrasted by this angelic scene that we were talking about before because it keeps going back and forth and as he talks about it more and more you start to see more and more of the violent scene that's actually taking place and um yeah he says you know he's like in every every second that you're fighting against it he he keeps hearing this way have you had enough um and he's describing this you know how easy it is to just release and let go let things happen to you. Surrender. Yeah, and exactly. And, you know, just surrender to the circumstance. And that's in this moment, he decides that will never be him. 
and uh, yeah, he decided to basically become the monster, which is something that he kind of uh, really or speaks to later on. He becomes something that that everyone else fears, you know, their greatest fear, and that's what he has to do to survive. And so that scene is just so well done; it's worded beautifully. Um, how they, you know, relay it cinematically was awesome and uh you know you get to see the struggle and the trauma that he went through and uh yeah he and and at the end he thanks vander for that because it's kind of like the saw mentality that they were trying to go through with saw where it's like once you once if you are strong enough to survive it you come out with a perspective that just is beyond anything else right Mm -hmm. and so that's what he at the end he actually thanks vander for it in a strange sense um so yeah, that that opening scene just really set the tone for <laughs> just what level of craziness oh, yeah. we're into for this episode. So um, you know, after that scene, let's go ahead and move forward. Um, we mm-hmm. get to Vi waiting for the enforcers to come. Assumably, the enforcers to come. That's where we left off um, in the last episode. So once that happens, you know, she looks up whenever the door is opening. Everything points to the fact that she you know, is going to be taken by these enforcers uh, because she's turning herself in. But who do we see? We see Vander and Benzo instead. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to take it from there and kind of set, you know, what what happened and and your thoughts on it? Yeah. So, you know, uh, Vander connected the dots, right, from the previous Mm -hmm. episode, rushed to Benzo's shop because, you know, that's the place that uh, they, the the enforcers and him meet, right? So um, it makes sense that he would go back to Benzo's. And once he gets there, you know, he, he, he tells Vi he's, he's proud of her, right? Right. Um, and he tells her to protect the family and <laughs> pushes her into the uh, the back room and locks it, you know? And, yeah, basement, uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, the basement. And, um, yeah, and he, he, at that moment, you know, Vander's decided to uh, turn himself in as right. the, uh, the pound of flesh, right, right. that they need. Um. And whenever the enforcers show up, right, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, of course, Marcus is uh, eager to arrest the person behind Fucking the door. Marcus, man. <laughs> and uh, Vander uh, steps in between them. And immediately in that moment, you kind of realize, like, yeah, and, and Marcus realizes, too. He's just like, oh, wait a minute. Like, this is a big guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he does not cross him at all. And he's like, and uh, he's like. Uh, what are you doing kind of thing. And mm-hmm. uh, what does Vander say? He says, uh, you, you, uh, um, you know, let, uh, uh, what, what do you say? Man, now it's going to drive me nuts. But um, he, <laughs> he says something that. like, you, you'd let a doomed man like uh, have his last smoke kind of thing. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't, and, you wouldn't uh, deprive a, a doomed man for his last smoke. I think. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, of course he lights his pipe and he just looks like a badass, Right. But of course. Um, and then, but, uh, Grayson, smoking's you know, terrible for you, by the way, guys. But yeah, it does make you look cool for some weird really reason, cool, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, and then Grayson, you know, calls him out, and she's like, "It all falls apart without you. Like we can't do yeah. this." Like, um, yeah, she's resistant to the idea as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's, you know, insistent. He's like, "This is, you know, the only way." So, um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty powerful moment, um, and. You kind of you really start to see like I mean you, and you see the politics in the previous episodes, but now you're really starting to see like the politics play out, right? Right. Um, like the, here are the consequences of um, you know that that uh, inner struggle between the two, um, between the two, uh, you know, for 
uh, all intents and purposes, two different cities at this point, right? Right. Um, whether they want to admit it or not, they they are um, two separate cities, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's great. I mean, what what are your thoughts on it? The um, I mean, for for me, like same same overall, just as you, you know, mm-hmm. I, I did like to see there was so much. It just showed you how much um, Vander cared about Vi because he's willing to make the ultimate sacrifice, basically. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I did love the fact that he said that he was proud of her because, I mean, although you felt it this entire time, he says it, you know. Yeah. And yeah. that was really impactful, not only to me, but to her as well. And whenever she locks or he locks her away, you can see how, you know, how she reacts to this whole situation. She is furious and she does not want to leave him. She does not want him to do this. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, whenever I love like the whole Marcus, you know, being his typical self uh, in, in this right now. And, yeah. you know, being like, fuck you, you know, I'm the man, I'm the man. And that, but no, he's Vander just. It's like you you can't fuck with Vander, dude. When you yeah. look like him, you don't fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> um but then of course the the adult in the situation, Grayson, she comes in and she's like, Look, like this all falls apart without you, just as you said. And um, you know, he one thing I liked about the scene as well is that, you know, ben, Benzo's with him. And yeah. you know, they did the work before showing how much of a confidant uh Benzo is to Vander. And mm-hmm. I think that that's displayed here even more because he's like, Don't worry. Benzo's going to be taking my place. You know, he might not have my charisma, ha ha ha, <laughs> but you know, he'll be able to get things done. Um, so basically, he's saying, "Some I'm passing along the torch to him to take care of things in the meantime. I know I'm going away for a long time, but this can still work. Please let it work. You know, please accept this uh, the way it is." Yeah. And so, yeah, they end up moving along in that time, and. and, and- uh, uh, it's important to note they they cuff Vander right so yeah um, yeah 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 so he's he's uh, vulnerable he's defenseless at this point mm-hmm. and um, well not old super defenseless but he can still fuck people up I mean yeah but, he's you know. he, yeah he, he's he's, <laughs> he's bound right now so yeah. um, he's debuffed <laughs> but anyway so they walk outside they, and they um, cc'd him you know so. <laughs> exactly the heavy, they hard cc sorry him. hard cc <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, they walk out, and you know who shows up? But Silco, of course, and um, Deckard, mm-hmm. and Deckard kills Grayson, and yep. that's when you know shit just got real, real. Yeah. And um, you see, uh, uh, Ben Silco right off in the distance, and well, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, I already said Silco was there, but yeah, 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 yeah. He, he kind of comes in, you know, right afterwards because you. Deckard killed uh, Grayson. He reveals himself from the shadows, like, haha, I'm Zilko. And um, then after that, Benzo steps up. They obviously have a relationship because they know each other yeah. um, from, you know, the, the war before, you can tell. And they don't like each other. You can also tell that. And yeah. um, basically, Zilko six uh, Deckard on him. And Deckard is now in his mutant crazy form. And he's super fast and super strong. So he does that very easily. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Benzo's and, a big and, guy, so. Yeah, but Benzo, Benzo dies in that moment, yeah. So. Yeah, so Benzo is done, and that's obviously a big hit to not only Vi, but also especially Vander. Um, Vander's still defenseless at this moment, mm-hmm. and um, they end up taking 
Vander with them, and Marcus is, of course, screaming. He's like, this wasn't the deal. This wasn't the deal. Totally freaking out. Like, you can can tell, I I think that was a, a good moment for Marcus because he's starting to realize, like, oh, this isn't, like, your standard, you know, buddy cop movie. Like, uh, I made a deal with the devil and, um, you know, I, I'm I'm responsible for, for a lot of this. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I think it really puts it in perspective, too, whenever he very casually threw some money at him mm-hmm. and the gold coin fell onto the floor where blood of Grayson was. It kind of just sent home, like, yeah, blood money to the max. And, like, here's your yeah. fucking fee, you fool. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that is going to, like, live with Marcus forever, I'm sure. Yeah. So that was a really impactful moment for Marcus. Um, but, yeah, the big thing is also Vi, although no one else knows that she's there, Vi can see it from the window in the basement. And um, she's seeing it play out. Although I don't think she can see, like, everything totally. I think that she can just kind of tell the gist of what's happening. Yeah. Um, because but in the next scene that we go it, into with them, Echo clarifies yeah. some things. And and she does see um, Deckard knock um, Vander out. So. Yeah. Yeah, they do see that. Um, but anyway, so the next thing that we go to, um, we get Jace and Victor. This is the first time we see them in this episode. And mm-hmm. they're working together and they're working on these equations and everything like that, you know, very hurriedly trying to, you know, get these equations finished because time is pressed against them, obviously. Also, I just want to note, like mention that they do say crank it repeatedly in this episode, <laughs> but especially here. And I'm just saying blitz crank made by Victor, you know. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm just putting it out there. It's there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, they quickly find out that they need the research notes and equipment um, to test the, the, the crystals um, for the theory that they've written out on the board here. And I think it's important to note here that Jace seems quickly defeated in this moment. But Victor is actually the person that is kind of willing to go the distance and yeah. basically says, you know, like, well, you know, I have access to Heimer's stuff and that's where all of it's kept. And uh, Jace is even like, but but what about the council? And, you know, they'll you know, they'll, they'll take you out for this. And, you know, Jay or uh, sorry, Victor's, Victor's like, I don't give a fuck. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Victor says he's he's basically like scientists seek to discover to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And um or and he mentions, says something along the lines of like I don't I don't want to be an assistant forever you know yeah um, yeah yeah then then that's followed up by the the thing that I just said mm-hmm. and then he also mentions in the speech somewhere he mentions um, like your hex tech he says to Jace your hex tech and then I thought a big moment was whenever Jace said no our hex tech dream yeah that was cool yeah that was cool so, so what do you think about this scene. Oh, I mean, I loved it. I mean, it's it's uh it's right after that that powerful scene that took place in the previous episode. So they're still in that, um, you know, the apartment that um got you know blown to bits, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a moment where um Jace realizes like Victor truly believes in him, right? Um, so it's uh it's really cool to to go from that to immediately like, you know, he's like, okay, I'm back in the swing of things, right? Um, and Victor is, is the guy that's going to help him get to that point. And it, that's the thing too, is I, I really love their dynamic because a lot of times, you know, it's like, you've got that one smart guy and then like a guy that's more of an assistant and it's right. like, no, Victor's like integral to, 
to Jace, you know, uh, getting his idea to, to come into fruition. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I love how they just they uh, play off each other. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would, I mean, I would say intellectually, they're equally matched, but they yeah. one is a little more concerned with the ethics and safety and the other one is really willing to go the distance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which makes you wonder, like, you know, what's, you know, what, what is Victor? He, I mean, he took he took the, the notes out of Heimer's lab already mm-hmm. um, and now he's willing to, to break back into Heimer's lab. Like, yeah, um, you know, it's it's interesting, like how Victor, you know, views the world compared to a lot of the people in Piltover. Like he's 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 uh, I would call him like a maverick, you know? Yeah, um, no, definitely. That's actually a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, very, very good scene there. Um, but then we go into this next scene, which is emotionally very powerful. This is supercharged. Mm-hmm. Um, Echo and Vi, they embrace after what happened. Um, oh, Echo, man. Yeah. Echo saw the whole thing and he's crying in Vi's arms. Um, and he said... And you, he, you can he, just see like the way, like he's not even looking at Vi, he's like looking at the ground and you just, you can tell he's just devastated because his, his uh, you know, adopted father, like, just yeah. died in front of him like holy shit so yeah exactly yeah um and he said that you know vi asked if she saw what happened if he saw what happened to vander and um he said that uh silco took him and yeah that that whole scene that's playing out where both of them are, are crying it shows that there's this i you know I, I don't know if anything will come of it later on but you know there's definitely like a deep bond between them especially yeah. after this event just occurred well you know? and it's it's interesting because echo isn't necessarily a part of the immediate team right, right. he's like an adjacent um, member yeah he's like the 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 kid across the street right um yeah and they still hang out with each other all day they just don't live in the same house you know what i mean right, right. um so yeah definitely um it, you know in, in a way benzo's vi's uncle right and same thing vander's mm-hmm. like a uh, echo's uncle uh, for all intents and purposes so it's it's really um i mean it's an intense scene that was one that uh, <laughs> second or the third time through i was uh, definitely getting more teary-eyed because i was just like okay like this is <laughs> this is a lot so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all right well then after that um this is where some things get pretty interesting because this is where like the real juiciness of the episode um Mm -hmm. comes in but um basically it shows them a shot in the lab um the shimmers being mass produced and um you see basically they're they're gearing up for war is what it looks like you see like swords and stuff being um smelt and um there you you hear a conversation with vander and silco and um basically He's asking him, he's telling him, like, you know, take me. Don't start a war with the city. If you're mm-hmm. mad at me, you can kill me. That's fine. And um, he uh, says, Go ahead. yeah, I was, oh, I was going to say, um, Silco says, um, you'll die for the cause, but you won't fight for one, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. That was when I was like, damn, like Silco just he. He's reading them like a book right now. Um, and, and, and I don't know if you took down some of the the little uh, the the dialogue that took place, but mm-hmm. I, I've, I stand firm like that whole scene between them two right mm-hmm. now, like the, the dialogue is just really, really well written. Um, so, and I've, you know, I've watched it a couple of times now and I'm just like, man, like, OK, you can tell these guys were brothers, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they just had a falling out. But, yeah, it was, I mean, 
it's really good. But yeah, uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, 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 no you're fine. Um, I, I did have that written down. I, w- I was going to get there, but I'm cool. glad that you did it because there, there's more stuff to say here too. One of the things that he also mentioned was um, he wants to scare them to keep them out of Piltover. Um, mm-hmm. He wants respect and opportunity because that's what, you know, he was, Vander was saying, you'll never beat them. You know, it's, it's impossible. Like, I don't, have like, to. I, don't I don't need to beat them. I just need yeah. to scare them. And he, he thinks that if he does that, he can manage to get respect and with respect will come opportunity from Piltover. So you can tell like that's his plan. He wants to basically be put in a position like Vander, but more threatening. And because right mm-hmm. now Piltover has no relationship with Silco specifically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting to see like basically he wants a total dynamic shift. And um, yeah. it also at the same time, you see um, the reveal that that. Vander um, stabbed his eye out and the chemicals from the river was the thing that destroyed um, the nerves in his eye and fucked up his eye. Yeah. So that's just a good thing to note there. You could probably already guess that, but you know, they just wanted to spell it out for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he also made a note to say that like, you know, he, he hated Vander for what he did, but he at least respected him afterwards until he made a deal with Piltover. Um, and specifically, he says, mm-hmm. uh, you had my respect until you played lapdog. And yeah. I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, that's the lapdog comment is is very What's with all these dog comments, you know? It's <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a lot of interesting dialogue that happened well, in that scene. One thing I do want to say, too, is this is the first time that the word Zon is actually said in the show. Um, That's true. Up up until this point, it's, it's been the lanes, on. you know, the, yeah. um, uh, what were they called? The, the, the Undercity? Undercity, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is the first time you really hear the nation of Zon. And it, I, I think for me, like, it was it was almost like, um, like you know, like a, uh, I don't know, how, it, it, like religious when he said it. I was just like, because I yeah. was totally on board, too. I'm like, yeah, they, know, they deserve their own nation. Like, of Zon. Right. It sounds Fucking awesome. Zon, so, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. No, but, uh, but yeah, hearing that on screen um, in, you know, this entire time, it, it, they, it hasn't actually been Zon this entire time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, a, um, you know, the... Um, um, you know, the the poor part of Piltover. So um, having that that um, that title on it is uh, I don't know for me it, it really uh, was delivered really really well. Yeah, and another thing that that he said there was just so many good comments by Silco in mm-hmm. his dialogue. But um, he said at one point um, he realized in that moment whenever it showed the the flashback where um, uh, Vander was was choking him. That he said he realized in that moment that you don't have to be bigger than the other enemy. You just have to become what they fear. Yeah. And so that's what he's trying to do here. Basically, he's trying to be the boogeyman that Piltover is worried that they might be. And um, so, yeah, I really liked that. It's just he's such a magnanimous character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, they... um uh, I joined his revolution, bro. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, no. <laughs> well, the thing too is, is uh, in that that whole scene, you can really tell that he's he's um, upset that Vander he, he feels betrayed, right? Like, um, oh, yeah. you know, he he definitely loved Vander as a brother, and um, you know, the fact that he wasn't willing to fight with him, uh, you know, it just did it, it really. I don't know. Like, I I was totally. 
Um, I understood his motivation, right? I don't agree with, um, you know, what he, he was planning to do, but um, I <laughs> yeah. do understand the, uh, the the motivation behind it. Um, and you can tell, like, Vander's, you know, he's gotten old. He's He's been defeated, right? Um, because he's like, I'm just not that that man anymore. And then uh, Silco says another man, just great line, but he says, yeah. um, um, I'll show you what you really are, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, damn, like, okay. <laughs> this guy <laughs> is just filled with the best dialogue, man. <laughs> yeah, so. no, it really is. And once again, that's another nod to what I'm pretty sure is, um, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later on at the end, mm-hmm. but another nod to the character that he might be that we, that we know. So, well, we, yeah, a character that we know of in in the game, right? We don't know if he's actually right, not in the show, but this in character. the game. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Um, but so, anyways, after after that, we go ahead and move into the the Victor and Jace part of the world again. Mm-hmm. Nell catches them breaking into the lab or into yeah, uh, the yeah. research room, rather, and Jace insists that Victor is his new partner for one thing because mm-hmm. he he mentions like, "What are you? I know you two. and um. She says, uh, you know, you're the fuck. I forgot what exact dialogue of it, but something along the lines of your Heimer's assistant. And you're the one with, uh, you know, the research into the crystals. And she was like, actually, Victor's my new partner. He's not just a lab assistant. Yeah. And um, so that was a very powerful moment. Once again, showing that this is not the Jace that we know from the lore at all. Yeah, no, no. Um, Um, Which I'm I'm okay with. And we we talked about that in the previous episode. But I like he's he's very, you know, he's he's got agencies dynamic you know and he um and he he, he he's uh fiercely loyal right um so he, yeah he's, so far yes so far yeah yeah i mean we know what he's like in the lore so we don't know if, if that's going to continue but um you know so far like with the the retconning that they've done I'm, i really like him so um he's a way more complex character than than uh than in, in previous iterations but um one thing i did want to point out which i thought was kind of funny was uh <laughs> whenever Mel catches them, Victor, mm-hmm. he's like, this isn't my bedroom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. I know that was uh Twitter blew up and they were like, they're sh- we're shipping Jason Victor. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, we'll see what actually oh, happens, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if, if Riot chooses to do that, you know, good for them. So, but, uh, but yeah, it was a nice little, little nod there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and it shows too during that scene, like Mel, is uh she's kind of a maverick as well right mm-hmm. um and she ends up deciding to buy them one more time right because there's like a guy that's walking down the hallway you know security guy right and uh she agrees to to uh, buy them more time she gives them a day right mm-hmm. um and uh, to, to, to prove their their theory and she goes and of course flirts with the security guy and and has him walk her out kind of thing and um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it just shows like, okay, Mel is, is willing to, um, to get her hands a little dirty as well. So, um, but yeah, I, I love Mel in this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there so, was a moment where they asked her, they were like, you know, what would you think? Because Heimer wouldn't, you know, agree with any of this. And, mm-hmm. and she said, I think that any worthwhile venture involves risk. And yeah. so that kind of tells you how different her perspective is from Heimer because Heimer's literally the exact opposite. Yeah. He's totally risk averse. Exactly. Completely. Almost overly risk averse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and it's, it's interesting cause like, and I don't know how this plays out, but like, it's almost like, like because he is so old and he, you know, and I guess Yordles last so long, he, he doesn't have to, you know, 
um, time he, he isn't a concern for him yeah. Yeah, as yeah. much as it is for everyone else. And, so, and that's what I, that's, I think the the big thing that they're poking at here is yeah. that, you know, he is so casual with, with time and everyone else is not. And, um, with him being as an important member as he is, especially on the council. Yeah. It's, um, you can tell there's just a lot of disagreement amongst them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just really just once again, highlighted the kind of person Mel is even more so now. Um, and how it more aligns with with Victor and Jace, especially Victor, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then after that, we go ahead and move on to uh, the scene where Vi goes to the orphan house, basically, um, you know, down in the last drop. And mm-hmm. they, she tells the crew what happened. Obviously, she's incredibly distraught still. Um, oh, yeah. And she's gearing up, getting ready to go. Um, and, you know, she, the guys are like, no, 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 like, we're we're coming with you. And she's like, no, you can't. And then he, they're like, no, he's our father, too, which is yeah. obviously an, an important moment there and really shows the relationship that they have as well that we haven't really been digging into as much. Um, but Vi won't let in this moment, you know, mm-hmm. as they come up with with her and they say that line, Powder gets up, assuming that she's going right. But Vi won't let Powder go. And yeah. she insists. Powder insists that she's going and she's getting very upset and Vaya says to her, I can't lose you. You're all that I have left. Um, and then... Uh, then she, she also gives uh, Powder a flare. Because during this time, they're expecting mm-hmm. enforcers to come down, right? Yeah. And uh, she says, if, 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 uh, if you have to, run and mm-hmm. uh, light this flare and I'll come find you. Yeah, so. she says, wherever you are, light this and I'll find you, are the exact words. So you were very, right on the nose there. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> it's almost like I watched it multiple times. Or Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that was a very, you know, important scene. And it shows how much that she cares about um, Powder. and But also shows how much Powder cares about, you know, Vander and, and her as well. And mm. also the guys that always make fun of her. But they're still a family. That's the point. Yeah. And um, she wants to come and she wants to be helpful. And uh, that obviously is going to cause a problem later on in the series. You can yeah. tell. Um, but anyway, so right after that, unless you have anything more to dissect there, because no, it quickly no. goes into the next part. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, I just want to say, too, like, mm-hmm. like these scenes are happening like super fast. And it's yeah. it's one of those like I, I in a way it's. I liked I, I liked uh, multiple watch throughs of it because you're able to like take it all in. And um, that first time watching it, it almost happens so fast that it, it, it's hard to follow. So mm-hmm. um, if there's a critique that I have, it's it's so dense and rich that it's it's uh, it's hard to take it all in it um, on the first go. So um, but yeah, the, these these scenes are maybe a minute to two minutes at most. Um, yeah. And then they're hopping to another one. And a lot of slipping. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, big back and forths. So, yeah. yeah. And so, and you know, they do it so well that like even on, like you it's don't clean. really notice. It's very clean. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you don't really notice how rushed it is, especially on the on the first watch through because you're so in it. Um. So like whenever I, I went through it, I, I didn't notice. I was just like on the edge of my seat. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like on the next walk there, I'm like, oh, damn, this is going fast. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's, it's very interesting to see that play out. But once again, like having the limited amount of time that, that they did, because they had a budget and more time means more budget. Yeah. And um, so they definitely, you know, like we've been saying this whole time, like really use the potential for every second in the show. And they do it in such a way that it's still everything remains impactful. Everything 
everything remains important and it's all the better because of it honestly mm-hmm. so anyways we go to the to the next scene and once again we flip back over to uh victor and jace they start to experiment this is a fairly short scene by the way but victor yeah. and jace they start the experiment um once again jace is fairly unsure whenever it starts up because um it looks like there might be some trouble ahead because it well, seems very unstable. Well, what did he say? He's like, uh, is this, uh, is this going to work? And Victor's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> well, Victor actually says, um, he's actually very sure. He says, well, trust me. S- yeah, go ahead. Well, did you see his face that he made? Like whenever he, he said it? I guess not, but he, okay, seemed, yeah, very, he, he seemed very sure to he, me. He said, vocally. he said, yeah, you know, like trust me or whatever. And then, uh, you see his face and he kind of makes a little, like, <laughs> I <Okay>. hope it does. <laughs> well, either way, the, the point is, is that he's more willing to take, once again, he's more willing to take the risk than Chase totally. is. When yeah. Jace is thinking, oh shit, maybe we should turn it off. He's thinking like, let's see what happens, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, well, and uh, th- that's the thing too, is, uh, they, you know, they, they turn it on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, what is, um, Jace is like, oh, we should turn it off. And Victor's like, no, 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 let's let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then it, it basically like kind of it doesn't blow up, but it causes like a huge power surge, which does crack some windows. And then. Well, well, that happens at the next one. So there's uh, yeah, I, there's a lot to take in, but that's actually oh, the that's, next that's scene. Right. That is the yeah. next scene. Yeah. It's these these two scenes that are coming up mm-hmm. are so short and it's cut in between <laughs> another so scene. So it's yeah. literally back to back. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Um, but anyways, okay. So after, after that one, then we go to um, a scene of powder and this was a really, really good scene. Cause this is where you start to yeah. see the cracks, right? So powder has a total meltdown. She's stuck in, in, you know, the room back home. Everyone's already left to go save them. Um, she's freaking out, crying and, um, it's very, I, I love the music in the scene. Obviously, the visuals as well, it's very dark and dreary. But um, it has like this very sharp, disturbing music in the background um, while it's playing too. It really adds to the intensity of this meltdown. Mm-hmm. And um, during the time, she throws her little clap monkey. and um, Or she when, rips its head off. Does she rip its head off? Yeah, that was the okay. thing that was, I was like. Mm, well, either way, it goes on, one way or another, it goes on the ground. Because I remember it's banging yeah. on the ground, right? And the so, headless body is banging on the, the head, ground, yes. <laughs> right, okay. The headless body is banging on the ground. And um, uh, she's freaking out. And at one point, she grabs the, the sack that she had whenever she went to um, the heist, you know, back in episode one. And she holds it up. And everyone is probably like, oh, shit. Because I was like, oh, was shit. Like, uh, <laughs> There's crystals in those. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she waits for a second for a dramatic pause <laughs> i guess and then she ends up throwing it down and the crystals come out they all bounce out and they look as though they're about to ignite like they're obviously just showing that they're very unstable um and very volatile and they luckily do not go off and uh you know while she's crying and freaking out she looks and sees those crystals again and then she realizes um that she actually can help um yeah and she says it yeah she's like i can help and yep yeah and you're like oh no like (laughs) yeah and you left there seeing the the monkey on the floor with the with the crystals and yeah put two and two together and and just so uh just a little little fun fact so like that monkey um whenever Mm -hmm. jinx was first um announced right they released like a music video with her and she's like surfing on 
you know, basically missiles. missiles. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there's this, you know, clapping monkey that just plays a huge part throughout the entire music video. Um, And so it's cool to see them pay homage to that and and make sure that they include that clapping monkey um, throughout the actual show itself. So, um, but yeah, I just thought that was a little, little interesting tidbit. Yeah, no, I think that it's always interesting seeing like how far back that they, well, you know, they took those things and then applied them to here. It wasn't like they knew this was going to happen all along, but it's, it's good to know that they are willing to take that kind of stuff and, and, put in those little Easter eggs here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that, that was a really cool scene. Obviously, you know, it was really important to the development specifically of powder because we know where she is in the game mm-hmm. and that she's just totally fractured. And, uh, this was a good way of showing you that she's already broken the way she is right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, we go ahead and move on to the next scene after that, because that was actually a fairly fast scene as well. All right, so they go back to the invention. Um, now, assumably, it's it looks like it's stabilizing, and then, at least to me, it did, and then it all of a sudden sends out a giant shockwave um, as it gets too powerful, because it's gearing up and becoming more powerful. So what what happened was it giant explosion happened. Um, uh, it broke the glass to the window, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and these, there's guards and they see this, the light shining from the, the tower above. Right. Right. Um, and then the glass shards get sucked back in and, um, they cut Jace a little bit and, and come at Victor and then Jace, um, manages to, to turn the, you know, slam the, the off button and it drops back down and, and, uh, that's basically the scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so you, you do see like, okay, test two didn't go well. Um, or test two, there was progress, but still was not um, a, a stable, um, you know, uh, success. So Yeah, and I think they ended off going like, whoa, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Which was what I was doing, too. I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> but um, no, that, that was, uh, you know, another really quick scene uh, that mm. hits, but... Um, yeah, so then after that, uh, we see, um, the crew, you know, finds Vander basically. And Vander is sneak into the warehouse. Yeah. They sneak into the warehouse. Um, Vander's confused as to how they got in there because he's like, how did you guys get in here? There was all these guards. And she was like, oh, there was an open window. And right in that second, both of them realize, oh shit. Like it's this a trap. Is, it's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> uh, How did I know you're gonna do that? How did I know? <laughs> did you honestly know I was gonna do that? Yeah, well, because I was thinking the same thing. Okay, so yeah, I think yeah. everyone thinks the same thing when there's a trap. Like, <laughs> I guess I'm not unique at all. Yeah, all right, no. cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but, uh, go ahead. Did you want to oh, add so, something? But yeah. Well, yeah, it's clearly a trap, right? right. Um, Vi and Vander both, you know, have the epiphany at the same time kind of thing whenever she says, oh, there was an open window and no one was there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hear um, outside of the room this uh, slow clap. And, yeah. of, man, they just they really lean into the menacing of uh, the state of Silco, man. And mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, he's I don't know what he says. He's basically he's, he's like, oh, I'm impressed, you know. Uh, well, he gives <laughs> them he 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 writes them a, a narrative. Basically, he's threatening to kill them. Oh, that's he, right. He that's gives right. them. He's like the narrative of uh, Vander the coward running away with his children. Yeah. Um, and they were never the seen again. And they were yeah. never seen again. Yeah. So he, you could tell he wants to 
it isn't just about murdering in cold blood. He also wants to ruin Vander, uh, like the opinion of Vander in this city. And yeah. you know he wants to do that because not only for, for personal reasons, but also it'll help ignite the, the flame of war. Because they'll be like, that was that was a coward. Obviously, he ran because he was scared. And that's what he was trying to make us do the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. we're not like him. We need to fight. So that's like, that's a big picture for him. And um, you could tell, obviously, you know, that wasn't going to fly in Vander's eyes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I loved that that whole scene there because and I like that they both realized that it was too easy because it, yeah. it shows that, yeah, she fell for it. But as soon as she thought of it, just as as Vander did, she was like, fuck, like, so I, I like the fact that, you know, she was might have been naive in the moment, but she did realize it herself right afterwards when she put it yeah. in words. Um but yeah, at the same time, we have, a, we have a quick glimpse of Jinx climbing up the building right after that just to get into what she thinks is the correct position to try to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go... Well, well go we're real quick. So sure, there's, go uh, ahead. So, yeah, yeah. so the, um, in that moment, right, mm-hmm. um, the goons line up, right? All his, all his muscle um, or Silco's muscle lines up at the end of the uh Oh, the that's catwalk, right. I can't believe I forgot right? that part. Okay, yeah. And, uh, man, I freaked whenever I saw this, but Vi straps the gauntlets on, and I was just yeah, like, that's right. oh, my God, it's going to happen. Like, So, uh, yeah, whenever I saw that, I, I made sure to make a note of that. <laughs> yeah, um, no, no, that, that is a that is probably, like, one of those pivotal moments, actually, and I, I can't believe I almost uh, went yeah, over that. Yeah, me neither. Can't believe but, you. Yeah, totally what a, what a fucking idiot, that. right? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that, that is a super important scene because you know that's basically the precursor to who she becomes and you know her fighting style and everything like Mm -hmm. that and i I loved it um so anyways uh then we get the the quick glimpse at jinx climbing up the building to get into position yeah and that's whenever we cut back and basically vi is fighting these guys on the catwalk which well well real real quick so oh oh boy what did i do this time let me set the scene okay Okay, so uh, i mean even though everyone listening to this uh, better have already watched it but uh yeah, the uh, the first uh, the goon to to uh, approach Vi is that the the uh, bald one with the the tattoos all over, right? And uh, the big boy, and uh, he takes a swing at her. She you know uh, deflects and then boom, uppercut and knocks him out in one hit. And that's whenever you just know like, okay, Vi ain't fucking around, man. Like, and uh, it was one of those things too, where wherever it happened, I was like. This is totally something that that Vi would do. She would, you know, deflect, dodge, and then go for, you know, on a big guy like that, you got to go straight for the the jaw, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, KO on the first one um, just kind of shows exactly like, you know, Vi is sets, not, sets the tone. That's for sure. It sets the tone. Yeah. So she can hold yeah. her own against the big one. She's going to be able to take on a lot of these other goons, um, and uh, and she does. So, yeah. And, and, that, and that whole fight sequence, amazing choreography, mm-hmm. by the way. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Just in the way they did it with the animation, like if it's one of those where it's like, OK, like this is someone who, you know, plays that fighting game all the time. So um, but uh, but yeah, that was one thing I, I couldn't get over with each rewatch was just the chore- the fight choreography um, uh, taking place on the uh, on the on the catwalk. 
Yeah, and one of the things that I really liked about this scene um, is because, as you said, like, you know, she knocks him out one hit KO, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a normal circumstance where they wouldn't have put in that, you know, that work earlier, like, this would be the moment where I would be like, oh, God, like, yeah, she can just do this, right? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, they put in the work before to make me actually believe it. And they did it in a very smart way where... It wasn't just like it wasn't just the fight that she was in earlier with the the younger kids, right? Because they aren't they aren't hardened criminals like like these guys seem to be. Um, but they they also showed that scoreboard scene where like basically like she fucking just knocked up these points on the board, like unbelievable scores on these you know punching machines. So like she's put in the work, and it showed that she's been doing it for a long, long time. Yeah. So I really I really like that they showed their work on it. And, um, you know, as we as we see in the scene, like we have more people coming in behind her where she's just beating the crap well, out of all of them. It, and one thing to note, too, is Vi kind of has a reputation. And I, I noticed this in the uh, the first episode when Echo and Clagger are talking um, and uh, Echo's like, did uh, uh, or, uh, did you get in a fight with an enforcer? And you know, Clagger's like, no, just a bunch of bums. And he's like, did Vi kick their ass? <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, I wouldn't be here if she did. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Although no, I don't Vi's believe that a... for a second because Clagger is, I mean, Clagger's a mean well, I mean, machine too. Yeah. Right? Well, Clagger's very humble, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and then it, it shows uh, Echo and he's like, yeah, she's been showing me some stuff. And he does these like karate chop stuff. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I yeah. remember that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so Vi's got the reputation. So it's like you said, you know, like it it comes full circle. Um, they put it, they laid down the groundwork of, you know, Vi. It makes perfect sense that she's a, a fighter. Um, and so whenever duty calls, she can, uh, she, she bowed up, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, um, just what I was going to say before, like the catwalk scene, like once again, it's another good way of, I hate scenes where it's just like, obviously there's no way that this person could win. Like, even if they're good at something, it's just like, you know, if you got six people coming at you, you're screwed, right? Yeah. But in this case, they did it in a very smart way where she's on a catwalk. So only one p- person can really come at a time. Yeah. yeah. So she's just beaten down the line as they come, which I really, really love because it's just a smart way to do things. And, well, and you use it and it's a smart way to, to use the environment to tell mm-hmm. the story as well. Right. To guide it. Um, right. so yeah, no, it, it's like you said, like it, you know, five guys can't jump her at once because literally you can only fit maybe one or two people side by side on the catwalk. So yeah, it's just a really good way of making someone feel like a badass without making it totally unbelievable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just very well done in that scene. I, I really enjoyed it. Vi's and, a badass um, is what we're getting at. Okay, so. <laughs> Vi is an absolute badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but another, another thing in this scene is, um, so while she's doing that, right. Um, we have Milo trying to pick the locks on Vander mm-hmm. to try to release him from the chair. And um, Clagger uh, is also starting to beat down the wall because he's like, I'm going to get you out of here. Yeah. Um, and he literally says that. And uh, Clagger starts to beat down the wall. And I got to tell you, dude, I, I, some for some reason, I love it when Clagger takes charge. I know, man. Like, <laughs> I just I love Clagger, man. He's such really a good do. character. So, and, and Milo, it was uh, it was actually a very... A tender moment there because you know Milo is mm-hmm. shaking. He, he they Vander, know yeah. they're they're counting on him to get Vander out of those uh, those locks, and mm-hmm. uh, he drops his his lockpick tool, and uh, Vander you know he goes Milo like you can do this okay yeah. like take your time and uh, 
And it was just, I don't know. It's like one of those moments where you're it's like very fatherly, fatherly. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I just, I love Vander and, and it, it, it made me, um, uh, really appreciate Milo in that moment too. Like, cause he, yeah. he'd always kind of, you know, it's the um, first time tried, I cared about Milo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not going to lie, but, but he would, he would always, you know, kind of be the, the guy that was kind of, you know, talking mad game all the time and stuff and talking shit about jinx too. yeah uh, talking shit about jinx and um yeah he was very vulnerable in that moment and it was cool to see um mm-hmm. vander you know stop everything and just go hey take your time i know you can do this kind of thing so um man i just vander uh, uh he, he can be my dad that'd be cool so um <laughs> but <laughs> i know i i completely agree um it, it just it just really once again you know showed in a very intelligent way you know it, they didn't have to spend a lot of time on build, building that relationship specifically right they we're building it around all of them this whole time, this kind of father figure amongst them. Yeah. All. But it, it just chooses these really smart moments to show that he has a connection with every single one of them in a certain way. Yeah. And I, I love that. So yeah, great scene right there. And um, after that, uh, this is, this is, I thought pretty cool because it once again shows just how badass Fi is. But mm-hmm. so if beating the shit out of them and um, what is this? What is her name? Silka, I believe it was. Oh, I actually wrote it down. It's a pretty difficult name to kind of remember. Savika. Savika. That's right. Savika. Savika. It, okay. Which, like, I mean, she's, uh, I've, it's funny how, like, she was kind of like a throwaway character early on. And then mm-hmm. uh, she kind of becomes Silka's, like, right hand man, you know? So I was just kind of like, okay, like. I mean, um, it, lo- it looks that way from here because, yeah. like, she, she's about to go in, like, you know, last ditch effort basically to protect Silco. At this point, I feel like a regular goon might've just been like, well, she just killed like, or not killed, but took out like six of us. So yeah. I'm going to leave. <laughs> like, like there's not uh, enough I don't, of I don't a get payment enough for, for this. this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, she was, she was about to go in, but he also in return cared about her as well because he was like, no, hold on, you stay. And he then took out a thing of shimmer and showed it to Deckard, who was kind of running ragged right beside him. You can mm-hmm. tell that that shit ran or uh, wore off already. And um, well, the it, interesting thing, go ahead. Oh no, I think I we're think about we're to say s- the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. You, you, you well, said it. Okay, okay. So, well, that was the thing is in that moment you realize like, oh, Shimmer is an addictive substance. Exactly. Yeah. Like he he is definitely tweaking really hard. Um, so whenever he sees that shimmer, his eyes get big and he's just it's like, like, it's Christmas day for this kid. <laughs> oh yeah. And he, he like kind of shakes while he, he, uh, downs it versus the mm-hmm. first time he just, you know, he, he downs it. No problem. Right. Yeah. This time he's, he's shaking and, um, he like, you know, as he hulks out, um, he crushes the vial in his hand <laughs> and it's a glass vial, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're just like, you're like, okay, he's definitely not, um, he, he's definitely fallen victim. Um, to the addiction right, to of the, the substance. substance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was, it was super important there to know that because they definitely went out of their way to show you that this is not just like a power up, right? This is something yeah. that's fucking slowly there are like consecrating to your this. body. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I really loved that. And, uh, you know, the way, the way he said it too, I unfortunately don't have the exact word. Oh, ready to let the monster out is what he said. Yes. Yep. Oh man. I fucking love Silco. I wish I could just talk (laughs) in everyday life. Like he he does. (laughs) (laughs) It would be such an interesting life, dude. (laughs) Mundane things at the grocery store. (laughs) Time to let the monster out. Okay. (laughs) I was just going to pick up some chicken, but all right. (laughs) 
Um, but anyways, all right. So uh, let's keep going. Otherwise, we'll be here for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all right. So after this, uh, you know, obviously he's you know big, strong form now. Uh, the monster is out, and uh, Vi tries to go in on him. Like she's like, all right, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. You know, you can, she can you can tell she's already worried because mm. um, she's like, this is a big guy. And um, she tries to. They have this really cool slow motion scene where she jumps off the rails and is coming down on him, and he's just kind of standing there. Not and even looking at her. Exactly. Like, yeah, he's not yeah. even looking at her. And so I'm like, oh, shit, what? What's going to happen here? Because who would be that confident? But um, yeah. he is very confident, apparently, because um, it speeds up very quick. It goes into real time. And he catches her midair. Um, by the hand, throat. By the throat and is holding yeah. her up. Ugh. Like, beautiful visual, horrific scene, though. <laughs> oh, and then Vander immediately freaks out. He's like, yeah. you know. Uh, let, let her go, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's me that you want, you know, yeah. um, and you really just like, I mean, I, yeah, we, everyone was freaking out. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause he's so. keep in mind, everyone, he's still locked away at this point. Milo's still working on the, on releasing him. So he is just going crazy being, being caged away right now. Yeah. Um, watching this all unfold. So, and G basically, uh, Deckard throws, um, Vi back. And Jinx sees Vi being thrown. I, I don't know exactly what her field division is, but she definitely sees that because yeah. right after that happens, it shows her going, <gasps> like being shocked for a second. And then she starts rummaging through her bag very quickly to, you know, get um, the the monkey bomb that she's going to be throwing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, after the throw, Vi actually scoots back, closes the door. Barricades it. Yep. Right. Yep. Barricades it. And then Vander says, good job. Yeah. And um, that was or, once again. Know, he says, uh, you did good. Oh, you did man. good. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> say it right. God, I didn't like, say it as cool as him. Uh, You're right. Just say, it, say it like Daddy Vander says it, okay? <laughs> God damn it. You know? uh, <laughs> so anyways, um, so that happened. Then we, we, we go back um, because we have been, you know, in the world of Jinx and Vi for a pretty long time now. So we flip back over to um, Jason Victor. Mm-hmm. And... The first thing that we do is we see Heimer and Enforcers trying desperately to get into this locked door because, as you mentioned earlier, they saw the lights um, and uh, the, looked like a little bit of an eruption from that window. So they know something's going on and it doesn't take much to realize what they are trying to do. Right. Yeah. So Heimer is, is especially trying to get in there as fast as possible. Um and then I really loved the scene. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and, and talk about the scene and I'll fill mm-hmm. in anything that, that you, I feel like. You so, missed. so, yeah, so they're they're trying to break open the door. Right. Heimer and the uh, the the, um, you know, local academy police. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they, you know, uh, it's going crazy in the lab with yeah. uh, Victor. You can and, she- see the lights like through the closed yeah, door. They're they're yeah. both wearing goggles at this point. They're like, OK, we need <laughs> to protect our eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, they're, they're like, <laughs> uh, they're scrambling, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Jace has a moment where he, he closes his eyes and he remembers back to whenever the, the, uh, that mage saved him, right? Right. And um, he, he, he cranks the, the, the little gear. He cranks and it. He cranks it, you he know. He cranks it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he cranks <laughs> the gear um, in, in, in the way that he remembers that the, the mage did, right? Right. Um, and you just hear, the, you see this, you know, giant, you know, flash of light and then, you know, everything explodes, the doors fling open mm-hmm. and, uh, um, it cuts to them, uh, floating in, in air. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and it's, it, I mean, it's a very, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but it, it's a, it's a very magical scene, which is, you know, what they had to do because it's, it's hex tech, right? right? Um, but yeah, it was just, it was very majestic and like just, uh, almost like a fantastical, right? Uh, to yeah. see them floating in the air like that. And I, I think, um, so one thing I did, which you already said, but I just want to talk about it just because mm-hmm. I loved it mm-hmm. so much. The way that they showed the the constant back and forth between what the mage did and the calibrations that Jace was making yes. was yes. fucking beautiful, dude. I yeah. loved every second of that scene. You could Ugh. just tell he was literally almost trying to recreate Channel like, the him. movements yeah. almost of, of what he was doing. Because it specifically, I remember when he put the staff up and he did the circle and then you see it cuts over to Jace and he, he cranks it up a bit. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, so I loved every second of that part. And uh but yeah, whenever it, it does do that little like eruption thing, not a violent like blow up eruption, but you know like a poof eruption. Yeah, I guess. Like, like what? Say it again. <laughs> yeah, like, like wind eruption, poof <laughs> everywhere. Poof. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're floating as you said, and I think a, a very important thing to to note here that you absolutely forgot and that you should be ashamed <laughs> for. Uh, <laughs> but while they're looking at the um, at the center of this, right, the, the ball of light that's in the center, basically the crystal, mm-hmm. um, you see there's kind of a, a really close emittance right there, and you see a gear pass through it and exit on the other side. So it's showing yeah. the teleportation ability of um, of Hextech, and they saw it right there too, which I you know I think is, is an important part because of things that I know from lore, like that is an important element to this. So I liked mm-hmm. that they showed that there. Um, and that was really cool. But at the same time, obviously, Heimer now has access to the room. He saw what just happened. And Heimer's not happy. He's freaking out. Yeah. He um, even says this is not the future of Piltover. Like, I'm like yes. Yeah, and he says okay. just because it can be done doesn't mean it should. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as you said, he, he said that line, you know, it's not the future of Piltover. And, you know, Mel's right there, of course. Yep, yep. Right. I love she's uh, perfect timing. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Counters his point, like right after that saying, perhaps it's time for the era of magic. And then Jace says the era of Hextech. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it just Mel's there. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with Mel yet. But yeah, fuck, I'm just like <laughs> Mel. Uh, she's she's definitely uh, quickly becoming one of my favorite characters in the show. So, um, yeah. I mean, she was a, she was a. Uh, a pretty sly uh, badass from the beginning, but you know, just the fact that she's instrumental in, in ushering in this, this new era, um, you know, cause she's, it sounds like she, she's got the money backs to make it happen. You know, um, she definitely has strings that she can pull. She, she yeah. seems like the very manipulative one. I mean, she was literally there to undermine him, to undermine Heimer in that moment, that exact yeah. moment. Perfect time. Yeah. She's like, Oh man, she's, she is a big part of this for sure. Yes, yeah. so, and she knows politics better than anyone, as far as I'm concerned. So oh, so far, yeah. Oh, yeah. she she knows how to play the game. That's that yeah. is absolutely yeah. for sure. Yeah, you can tell Heimer is the, you know, he he knows about politics, but for the most part, he's you know, he's the goody goody. I don't want to say goody goody. Well, no, he, he's it, it's it's the safety. You know, like he's always. You know, well, we have to take time to to you know make sure it's safe and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I just right? mean like he's not willing to get um, hands dirty. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't. Yeah, like that. He's, yeah. He's, he's he's very uh, clean. Risk averse is the word. Yeah, right? to- yes, totally. Totally risk averse. Yeah, yeah, to an absolute fault, I would say in in some areas. But yeah, um, but yeah, so it, it's really interesting to see that that part play out because it was really pivotal in literally the history of um, Piltover. So mm. that was a great scene. Um, but then we flip back over to uh, Jinx and Vi, of course. Uh, we see Jinx put out the trap, 
Um, and she assembles the the monkey bomb. The, the yep. monkey bomb. Yeah, she she throws it out, and uh, of course it does its thing because you know we we've seen her do this before and it ended up not working. Right, there was a little bit of build up tension and then didn't work. And we had the same moment where that happens, and I believe uh, Deckard looks at it too as he's trying to oh, punch his way through the door. Well, and I love that look that Deckard gives. Like that was actually like it was a really cool. Like he's kind of like, "What the mm-hmm. fuck is that?" Like you I know, mean, I would be thing. too. <laughs> yeah, but like he just he's he like you can tell like he knows like what he's like. What is that? And it's definitely not good. You know, like like he he definitely had that kind of like like that realization in the middle of it. And of course his eyes get big and, and um, <laughs> it explodes hardcore. Like, I mean, this was, I think she, I well, think I saw her put like three of them in there. This well, time. hold on. Let, let right? me stop you this time real quick. Okay. 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 So first of all, um, he does like, you know, he looks at it and it's clapping. You see the clap slowing down. Right. And mm-hmm. then it stops. And so you think, oh, shit, it's not going to work. Jinx, th- Jinx thinks that as well. And right after that, actually, um, Vander, uh, they they opened up the Clagger. You know, was working on the wall. Yep. Clagger yep. opened up the wall. It's open now. Vander was released from the cuffs. Yep. The door well, is still in good. place. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, they're all basically in there looks like they're ready to go like they're free basically because the the door's still there yes he's trying to punch through the door but he hasn't made it through yet so they at least have an edge there but that is where right after that that's whenever the final clap boom hits and explosion right so do you want to run through like the explosion scene here and what happens yeah so like the the what is it the first explosion it um doesn't it well because it it shows the explosion multiple times from different angles. So I'm not. I think it's one explosion. I think it's just, yeah. one, if I remember correctly, it was just one crystal. It yep, had the, yep. you know, she added in the nails on the on the clap thing to make sure it went off. But it looked like it was one crystal and then it was just multiple views of that explosion. Exactly. And it was really yeah. well done. I really liked how, like, because oh, yeah. the first time I saw it, I was like, wait, it exploded multiple times. And then as the scene repeats, you're like, oh, they're doing it from different angles. Like, that's exactly. really cool. Um so I think the isn't the first angle, doesn't it explode? And then um, Jinx uh, I is knocked off, I think. Jinx is knocked off. Uh, the next one, uh, Savika jumps in front of uh, Silco, right? Or no, mm-hmm. maybe I think the next one, it it uh, explodes um, and the fire goes into the uh, the uh, the lab where the uh, the chemist is. That's right. right? With, yeah, that's right. With, with and, uh, well, I don't know if we could say his name, but yeah. 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 The where, scientist. Where that, the scientist, the chemist, you know, and yeah. uh, it explodes that entire lab. Like basically you, you it it's a view from the outside of uh, or, you know, underwater and you just see it engulfed in flames across the entire windows. Right. right. Um, so, yeah. So that uh, chemist is um, uh, toasty. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it shows um uh, I think it shows next, it shows Deckard um, getting blown away kind of thing or or exploding next to Deckard. And then the next one, it shows um, it, the fire coming towards um, Savika and Silco. And Savika jumps in front of it and yeah. um, her arm gets blasted off. Blown like it, right it off, dude. Disintegrated, actually. Yeah. It, there's nothing left. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know so how you, it was just her arm, honestly, but sure. Like, sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> somehow it, it was it was the arm. Um, I'm sure that'll play out later. But uh, but yeah. So 
Um, so yeah, Savika uh, sacrifices herself um, in that moment. And then uh, it cuts to um, inside the room with Vi and Vander. And in very slow motion, you see a piece of, uh, or a fragment of the the um, hex crystal and it, it shoots barely past Vi and Vander's head and mm-hmm. hits the uh, ceiling and um, it, you know, the, the way it plays out, it, um, uh, man, I'm, I'm having trouble saying this, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> immediately it, it uh, you know, debris hits a clagger mm-hmm. and um, I think he is instantly killed. You um, see the, yeah, you see the goggles um, fly off like, of him. fly off his yeah. face and you see blood splattered on the goggles. So yeah. it, it's assumed he's, you know, he was just taken out. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, Milo gets thrown back and I think it, it shows he's, his he's leg break. Yeah. He yeah. gets impaled. Straight he gets up. impaled and, and his leg, uh, is, uh, shatters like, and you see the bone pop out or something like that. And I was just kind of like, Oh shit. Um, he's thrown him up against the wall next to Clagger mm-hmm. and he sees Clagger dead and, uh, the ceiling collapses in on him. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it was, I think man. well, yeah. So that that scene right so in, in itself is is really tough. There's two things I want to mention here. I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that the piece of um, crystal that went through or that went into the room actually teleported from one you know one side of the wall to the other. It looked like they were doing that. It wasn't actually didn't actually fall through. Um, because it wasn't quite open yet. So that's what it looked like happened there. It's a very minute detail. Um, I don't think it actually will change the effect of anything other than the fact that, you know, it does have these kind of teleportation abilities. Um, But yeah, I thought that that was uh, really interesting. And also one thing to note here was that whenever Jinx flew off, Mm -hmm. her reaction to what happened was very interesting because at the second she it shows her falling twice basically when she's initially pushed off it's she's like whoa and she's falling back in slow motion you see these blue particles um surrounding her once again her eye color changes as well and Mm -hmm. um then whenever it shoots back after you know all that other stuff happens she is actually like excited i mean she's i mean um, she she smiles in a in a very eerie way like yeah it's not like a like a smile from you know uh end to end kind of thing but it's like a it's just a very um unsettling she looks, she looks like entranced by it like yes she, it's yeah. it's really it's really interesting and it, knowing her I, character that makes a lot of sense with the, yeah. her obsessions but it, i feel like that was the start of it and i think for me like that was that was the moment that mm-hmm. she transitioned from powder to to jinx like that was yeah. the first bomb that worked I think it was for the her click. And, um, you know, and of course, you know, this entire time she's been trying to make these bombs work. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I I think that was the moment where, um, you know, she, she, and there's something that happens later on, but I think that was the moment where she, she made that, 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 uh, that shift. Yeah. I think an obsession at the very least was born that day with explosion. You know what I mean? Cause she, she loved that explosion. I'll tell you what. Oh yeah. She's (laughs) she's clearly like a pyromaniac in that, that scene. So. So yeah. that happens, um, and then after after that horrific scene, we have Vander waking up, and he, he well, real, real quick, one thing to point out, sure, is, and this is really quick, it actually cuts to Marcus, and he he's at at the the pier, um, you know, further away from the from this happening, and mm. he sees the explosion off in the distance. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, that is important. Yeah, actually. which will play out a little bit later, but yeah, so he does see the explosion. 
Yeah, so that, that is a very good point. And then after that, we go to the part where Vander wakes up and um, he looks around, he sees everyone. Obviously, it's, you know, the after an explosion scene where everything's kind of like hazy um, and he sees that everyone's just under rubble around him, like his, you know, his kids essentially are under rubble around him. And yeah. he is not happy with the situation, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and so Silco... Well, so go, so he, he sees um, his kids, right? Right. And it, I, in that moment, he he assumes they're all dead. And then he hears Vi crying and he's I don't know like, if he assumes that they're all dead. I would say that he assumes that they're all like pretty fucked up at the least if and may be dead. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but then he, he hears Vi and uh, that's kind of what gives him the uh, uh, the motivation to, to get up from uh, from out of the rubble. So, yeah. And um, then we see we see Deckard wakes up as well. We see Silco is alive still somehow because that motherfucker won't die. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Silco says, you know, he's obviously Silco's really screwed up, too. But Deckard's still in his monster form. And he says, you know, to kill them. Um, and this is when Vander goes badass mode. You know, oh, I, I fucking love this scene. I mean, the music swells. Yeah. He he breaks these. um the, this pipe like so he hooks. can so he can make like uh, brass knuckles with them and stuff yeah. and um yeah he is not playing around anymore um and uh he walks out um from the smoke and uh you can tell he just he bows up against deckard and uh the first thro- uh throw that deckard um or the first punch that uh, deckard throws his way he catches it wraps his arm around and just starts wailing with his other fist um, into Deckard's uh, sternum. <laughs> and uh, you can tell, uh, like, he is holding his own against uh, this hulked-out Deckard. And then, um, what is it, Deckard slams his shoulder, breaks his shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then grabs his head. And there's this, like, weird screech sound that Deckard makes um, whenever mm-hmm. he grabs Vander's head and does a giant headbutt into Vander and... Um. Uh, uh, Basically, yeah. this fight sways back to him at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that—that that was a super. That was a super in- intense moment. I, I, I can't tell you how much I loved Vander just being like, "Fuck, fuck this shit," and walking yeah. up to him. Um. So yeah, that was fantastic. Uh. But after that, yeah, as you said, he kind of gets you know hit with the headbutt. Um. And it, then Silco, he. he well, oh, real stabbed. quick, real quick. It, sure, it, sure, sure. it cuts to Vi, right? And uh, Vi sees, you know, um, uh, Clagger and Milo under rubble. Um, and she looks around and she sees a, a that monkey head, right? That's right. Um, and she's kind of in disbelief. Um, but then it, it cuts back to, to Vander. Um, and Vander got tossed on the other side of the, uh, uh, the, the catwalk, right? And um, he's about to go back to to fight Deckard, and um, he he you know pumps himself up, and then suddenly uh, Silco's there, and he stabs him in the back. Uh, yeah, you could tell all that momentum that was just built up for uh, him to swing back was man, just like, they, boom, cut. And that's they're not pulling punches on the audience at all, man. Like they're yeah. just like, oh yeah, you think he's he's getting all pumped up to to fight again, and then boom, Silco stabs him in the back, which is such a Silco thing to do, but yeah. Um, yeah. 
and then you know he turns around and he actually starts to choke you know like you have that nether pump up moment again from there this guy won't go down (laughs) (laughs) and he grabs him and then you see the you're having like the flashbacks once again of um how this kind of played out before yeah and um it ends up you know silco ends up managing to give him another stab and uh you know, it obviously ended a little different this time. Mm-hmm. So I thought the way that that scene planned out or played out was really cool. And he, yeah. he also like, cause at that moment, whenever he stabbed again, um, you know, he kind of slides to the side and then he says to him, oh, what was that line? They said, Oh, I, I have read I, it. I wrote I, it down. No, I you ready? you still had it in you. Oh, do you want to, you want to <laughs> no, say you it? Said it you said it. You said it. No, no, no. You got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, he whispers to him, I knew you still had it in you. Um, because he kind of became, you know, he, he fought again in that moment and he kind of became like that monstrous side of him again um, was really, really cool. And I loved yeah. it once again, pokes to other things that happen. Um, but yeah, so really great scene there. Uh, so after that, he falls down into this um, big like, pile of the shimmer of the, yeah. of the purple shimmer that was down below that they were gearing up to, you know, disperse through the city. It looked like. Um and yeah, do you want to do you want to take it back from there? Um, yeah. So yeah, he he um, lands in the shimmer, and uh, you see his uh, fingers move right, and there's a little shimmer vault next to him, and you're just and like immediately when that was happening, I was like, oh, no, no, yeah. he's gonna do it. Like, and um, right as as uh, right as that happens, Silco tells um, Deckard, you know, get the girl. And I'm like, no, yeah, he's definitely going to take that shimmer. And Deckard, it cuts to Deckard uh, walking towards Vi. He lifts the the rubble off of Vi. And right as he does, he hears this thump, right? Yeah. Um, and he l- tries to look behind him quickly, and he's just yanked out of that room. Mm-hmm. And you just see this giant monster um, push him up against the, the top of the door frame. And all you see is, is Deckard's body. You don't see his head at all. You just see him being choked out and then he slams him one last time into the uh the top of the door frame and uh, you just see deckard's limbs go limp and i was just like yeah oh god um and you see the sounds he makes too are oh, just very important very, <laughs> i cannot stress uh, bestial you know um exactly. primal uh you know horrific sounds um yeah. and uh yeah, so Vander, you know, almost instantaneously kills Deckard, and he walks in, and and Vi sees him, and she's completely horrified, right? Yeah. Um, Vander is a monster, um, and uh, uh, Vander, you know, uh, is totally, you know, um, what is it, in shock, right? Because he he knows mm-hmm. like, oh, Vi sees him this way, and he doesn't want her to see him this way, obviously, and uh, he kind of stumbles out of the room and yells at Silco. And in that moment, um, the fire is about to build up and you can tell it's going to explode. And um, he decides to, to, you know, go and run towards Vi instead of Silco. Um, and they uh, leap out of the building and um, he clearly, you know, makes it to where she, he uh, softens the fall, right? Um, right, and, right, right. Uh, yeah, he uh, sacrifices allows her to survive. Him, yeah, and sacrifices himself for Vi. Um, but, uh, but yeah. It's his last words. Yeah. I mean, whenever he, you know, obviously he seems dead at that point. Yeah. And um, Vi, you know, he he looks up at Vi 
Vi is kind of on top of him. She's checking, you know, to see if he's okay. And um, Vander says, take care of Powder. Yeah. And then he, he seemingly dies. And Vi, obviously, incredibly distraught. She, she screams. She's crying. Um, she, she literally just can't believe what happened. And um, that's whenever shit just goes downhill from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is the scene where basically right after that, um, Powder comes you know, out from the side of the building and Vi is obviously still in the same state that she was just a minute ago. And she is happy. Like powder is, is like overjoyed and she kind of looks at, or I think she already said at this point, she was like, like I did it. It worked. It worked. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then Vi all of it puts two and two together. And she's like, Oh my God. Like, cause she thinks back it's- to the, the monkey head that she saw earlier. Yeah, she's like, you and, did this? And she's like, like, yeah, you did this? And um, then I think she says right after, like, why did you do this? Even more pointed at her. And then she looks confused in that moment because she she sees what's around her now. Um, powder, by the way. I'm saying Powder yeah. looks confused because she sees kind of what's around her now. Well, she, and, she sees Vander and then she looks to the side and sees Clagger's um, glasses, right? Right. Well, and with blood she, on them. So. Yeah, and she said, I all of a sudden very unsure about what's going on. And she said, I did it to save you. And, um, she starts screaming as she's looking or that. This is when I think she, she sees the goggles cause she saw Vander before she sees the goggles. And then I think she starts screaming, you know, I only wanted to help. I only wanted to help. Like you told me this or like you shouldn't have left me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, uh, then she says, Vi says, I told you to stay away. And then, like, you are a jinx and starts, like... Well, even before she says you are a jinx, like, she punches um, uh, Powder in the face. And Powder falls down and, and Vi grabs her face, right, uh, with mm-hmm. one hand. And he's she's like, you are a jinx. You know, Milo was right. And I was just Oh, that like, was after the punch? Okay. That was after the punch, yeah. And, uh, you know, Powder is just... I mean, she's a child, right? Um, yeah. So she's they're both they're both children. Let me point out like people are mad online about the whole like Vi doing that to Jinx scenario. Oh, um, Vi is like something like, I don't know, 15 years old or something like that. Like, yeah, she's not not, equipped to handle this. No, (laughs) No no, and to be honest, an adult is not equipped to handle this, guys. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, uh, don't act like they you would do better. Okay. Um, right. (laughs) So but uh, but yeah. And, uh, you know, um, the, their their entire family just died, and of course Vi is not going to respond um, in a rational way. Um, and uh, yeah, in that moment, um, you know, uh, Powder is just she's totally hysterical. And yeah, she uh, says, this is when oh, she says, "Violet, please!" Like looks up to her. Yeah, and as she's still holding her face afterwards, and says, "Violet, please!" And um, that's whenever like Vi just can't stand looking at her anymore you could tell looks at her fists too, her bloody fist mm-hmm. um her knuckles rather yeah and um thinking back to a conversation that she had with vander and um she she leaves she has to leave yeah she, just she walks can't away stand to be there yeah mm-hmm. and um she goes around the corner that's important she goes around the corner of, a, of the building close by um you can still see whenever she's leaned up against the building you over her shoulder you can still see jinx in the distance um and then that's whenever Silco comes in mm-hmm. with a knife. 
And your immediate reaction, let me ask you, did you think that he was going to kill her or what was your thought? Yeah. Or try no, to kill I, her, I should say. I, I think he was going to, I think he was pissed off, you know, like uh, yeah. his entire operation was destroyed in that moment. Um, and he's like, this is an aspect of Vander. I'm going to, I'm going to end it, you know? Um, so, and he, you know, he pulls up the knife a little bit and, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so I Vi totally sees got him. Vi sees him in, in the distance too. Like she, she realizes because she sees the figure of what she assumes to be Silco with a knife. Mm-hmm. She, you can't tell exactly, but the knife standing over Powder crying, who doesn't even really know yet that he's standing there. And that's whenever she tries to jump out. And she's like, "Oh no, Powder!" And then fucking Marcus, dude. Marcus, man. Fucking oh. Marcus, man. <laughs> Jeez, he he saw what happened. I mean, it's like I un, I certainly understand what was going through his mind, but you know, in in that moment, you know, from what you said earlier, like he he did see the explosion, realized that shit was still going down. He went back over there because obviously he was racked with guilt of what happened, yeah. um, and took that blood money. Well, and and yeah, well, um, and, and that's the other thing is is uh, what did he do? What's that? Um, chloroformed her right yeah yeah um immediately chloroformed her and he's like you know he'll kill you and uh basically you know pulls her back into the pulls shadows her back in the shadows and i was <laughs> like, like oh, what are you gonna do like <laughs> um but yeah you could you could definitely tell marcus is trying to i don't know like try right his wrong really right yeah yeah do do something right right um but he's yeah. he's still a coward right um yeah so it's yeah it's just uh it's a Oh, man, it's just such a fucked up situation <laughs> more than anything. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, it, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, so, you know, mo- moving on from, from that part. Now Vi is, is out essentially from the scene because she was running, you know, just took the step to run over to try to help. And yeah. then that's whenever Marcus grabbed her. But um, now that, that she's out, Marcus has her. It shoots back over to the scene with Silco. And um, this is when you see the other uh, members of Silco Screw are actually still alive as well. Um, they're, you know, worse for wear, that's for sure, from the explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still there. And so you're like, well, Jinx is like, she's not going to be able to do anything. She's fucked, basically. Yeah. Um, he's still holding the knife. But this is when he says, you know, where's your sister, little girl? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of in a menacing way because you could tell that he was about to stab the fuck out of her, right? Mm-hmm. And that's whenever she jumped on him like in a hug like like jump hugged him it's interesting yeah, it was almost like a, it was also almost like a tackle <laughs> yeah it was like thing, a takedown yeah. hug <laughs> um but anyway so she does that and then the knife you hear the knife fall out of his hand at that point um but more importantly than that you see this moment of like confusion on silco mm-hmm. and and even contemplation and um because she's crying and she's like she's not my sister um, she or she left. She's not my sister anymore. And, yeah. Right. 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 Oh, sorry. I forgot the anymore. So. Yeah. Come on. Say it right. Jeez. Man. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then this and you have this important moment where literally even the crew kind of you could tell is like, oh, shit. Like, is he about to kill this kid? Yeah. You, you see him. <laughs> that was totally the vibe I was getting from them. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think that's what they're going for. I don't know. Maybe they were all like, fuck, yeah, I'll kill that kid. I don't know. But no, no. I, I think they all like kind of looked at each were, other nervously. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It seemed like they were all a little nervous at the situation. But um, but you see him lift his hand and kind of, a you know, of course, like, is he about to like, you know, beat the shit out of her? I don't know what's happening. And then he like 
places it down on her because it's all very slow motion, obviously making you think, like, what's he about to do? And he places it down on her, on her back, and actually starts comforting her. Mm-hmm. And um, that's whenever he kind of tells her, you, you see that he's like, you were betrayed by by your sister. I was betrayed by my brother. And not to mention, of course, like this person runs with the Vander crew. So how better? What's a better way to stick the knife into Vander? Yeah. Um, and he says, you know, it's OK. We'll show them. We'll show them all. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever it cuts. Yeah, it fades three. to black. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, that's right. Fades to black and turns well, it does into like that, a little ember thing. Yeah, yeah, it does that spin thing. It was. I mean, yeah. and the music was great. Like, it really was. was. Just, music for this whole series so far has been fantastic. I mean, that's one thing that you know, we we have our tussles with Riot, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, that music department better be making bank because they are consistently yeah. crushing it all the time. Whether it's the video game, or the cinematics, or music videos that they come out with. It's just a consistent, you know, like great music that they're coming out with. So mm-hmm. and they, they nailed it here. So, yeah. And I, I love that they're not afraid to use all different types of music in the same show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not super patternistic like a lot of other shows are. Um, so I, I really like that they, you know, that they do that. But yeah, it, it's just it's a perfect book end to the to the last episode. Or, I'm sorry, to the for the first arc, rather. Yeah. Um, I will say that. The one thing that I had a minor issue with, and I'm not like holding it against it because it was fantastic, um, but that would be just that I don't I don't know if I would buy, even though I know, you know, the situation of what happened with her. I know that she's a child. I know that she just went through a massive trauma and that she's just looking for comfort. But at the same time, she did kind of have I don't know her total field of view, but it definitely could be assumed by anyone that those were the people that tried to just kill your sister. I don't think that any person in her position, even after going through that, would have jumped into the arms of the other of like the person who just murdered everyone. Mm-hmm. I think that it would be more of like a I would have liked it to end off on a situation where he comes up, they find her and she's, you know, distraught like she was. But instead, she instead of her jumping on him, they are just kind of like they do comfort her. But it's not like it's not her making an action onto them. It's them making an action onto her because then you can assume it's very easy for them to take her from that position and kind of, you know, brainwash her to um, assumably have something to do with their crew is what I'm guessing will happen. Mm -hmm. So that was my one thing. Do you do you like the way it played out? Would you have wanted that as well? Or are you like, no, this is. Uh, I mean, I was I was pretty indifferent on it. You know, it wasn't something Mm -hmm. that really like I even noticed whenever I was watching it um, until you brought Mm -hmm. it up. Um, And even then, like. Like the, this, a couple times after I watched it, I was, uh, or after I watched it a couple times, I was kind of like, it's almost like she like aggressively tackled him, and then like, I don't know, like I, I just from her point of view, like if I was if I was in a, that situation, it's like, okay, I'm I'm a little child, I'm angrily tackling him, and then I realize like, oh, there's nothing I can do to him, and so I'm, you know, it's kind of like, like I don't know, the, I guess the natural progression is to just, you know. Um, just I don't know I mean it, it was it, it is a weird kind of situation but it, it wasn't right. something that really 
Um, I even noticed the first time around. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not passing like a lot of judgment on that one because like, you know, who knows what the fuck would happen in that scenario? Realistically, yeah. I just don't think that that would be the most likely play out is all um, even for a person like her. So that's I would love to hear like and, and hopefully we do at some point um, are able to get an interview with um, some of the people that worked on this because I would love to hear some more insight on you know, tons of other scenes, but also specifically just that one, just a simple question of what, you know, what, you know, thoughts were you guys having whenever you decided to make that choice? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, that pretty much wraps up uh, the first arc. Episode three is done. And we are clamoring for the next one. Let me tell you. Oh, oh my God. I'm telling you, it's it's so good, man. Um, yeah. I still the can't get over it. Me. The weight is yeah. literally just killing me. <laughs> um, I'm basically I'm basically Deckard waiting for another hit right now. Uh, that's my that's get, my situation. Get him that shimmer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My my mind is just slowly degrading as until my next hit. So um, yeah, it, I I will say I'm not sure when because you know we have to go through the approval process for the podcast and everything like that. So I'm not sure when these episodes will land versus when you can hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, either way, super excited. Can't wait so, to go into the next three. Uh, yeah. I'm curious, curious real mm-hmm. quick before we, we end this. Um, did we want to um, touch on the theory behind Vander or oh, do you think, do you think it's, I, I want uh, to, I think it's fair. I th- we've already done that with like the mage and stuff like that. Like I feel, I feel like, this, yeah, that's but a fair this thing. one I'm like, mm, I'm like super confident. <laughs> with this one so i am too but it's still speculation and you know i I think another thing is is that a lot of people like i think it might even add some appreciation for when it happens because Mm -hmm. you know who that character is i think a lot of people that know the series already guess it yeah i think that people that don't know the series won't be able to hit put two and two together as as well yeah so i'm just gonna say and like i said you know let's do this let's do this if if you don't want to hear it right um just end the the um, the pod now, and yeah. this will be the only time we talk about it. So don't worry about hearing it in in you know next episodes or anything like that. Yeah, potential um, unless spoiler it comes alert. up, you know. So yeah. um, unless it plays out, then then of course we're going to brag about it. But uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and, and, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so go ahead and 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 uh, leave now if uh, if you don't want a potential uh, big spoiler. Yeah. All right. So now you're gone. You've left us all you guys. You're the cool guys that are. <laughs> 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 we wanted you guys the whole time. <laughs> uh, but no. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about um, the uh, the wolf in the room here. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think that hey, oh, <laughs> a f- really forced joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, let's I mean, like one of this is a character that I think is like we both really love. Oh, I mean, uh, he's he's one of my favorite characters in the game. And the fact that he's now meshed with probably like, I mean, I would say third favorite character in the in the series now. Um, Maybe even first. I don't know. There's like he's so good. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to have both of these characters that I love like potentially meshed into one. That's the thing is like they they done they've done so good with the characters right so like mm-hmm. just a you know I, I think Victor is definitely one of my my top threes mm-hmm. Vi and Vander so far like right. uh, the those three characters I'm just I'm like man they just perfect I mean they did honestly they did perfect with all the characters but those are the ones that really resonated with me um, so yeah so 
turning Vander into this potential character would just be a massive payoff. Um, right. In my opinion, um, and that you character know. real quick. I just want to so they all mm-hmm. are like, well, who the fuck is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Say it already. <laughs> I just realized we haven't even said who it was. I know. I'm, but, I'm like scared to like. <laughs> no, no, no. So this character is we're we're pretty sure. Once again, speculation. Not 100 percent sure, but we will say that we called it the entire time if it's correct. Yeah. That is Warwick. So this character is one of the original League of Legends characters. Um, mm-hmm. He's a basically you know he started off. He's been through a lot of you know, lore, you know, recons or retcons rather, um, over, over the years, um, which I'll, I'll explain to you actually in a little bit. We have some, we have some time. So, um, but yeah, so we are, we are very sure I'll let you go into the reasons why Sean, but Mm -hmm. we're very sure that Vander becomes Warwick. So you go ahead and explain why. Uh, so we can also talk about singed by the way, too, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about singed too. Um, so um, Warwick is a um, experiment of singed in the uh, the original lore. Um, he is probably I think he's singed like you know basically his kind of like his version of his um, you know what is it magnum opus right yeah um, and in the lore since we've already seen in the series by the way yeah that's the person the, that got burned by the purple fire after the jinx explosion. Yep, the chemist, um, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, Warwick um, has a couple little things in game um, that kind of hint to him being Vander. Um, and the thing, the important thing to remember too is that Warwick um, doesn't remember a whole lot from when he was a man. Mm-hmm. Um, so his, his memory is very fractured. It, it comes and goes in pieces. Um, but whenever he does say those voice lines, I think one of them is, you know, I ran these streets of Zon, you know. Yeah. Um, so that one, I was kind of like, oh, OK. Um, another one is uh, he whenever Jinx or he runs into Jinx, he says something where he's like, uh, you were there, you know. Um, yeah, you were there. Well, you're the and, face in the fire. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, the other thing is, is, you know, in the actual show itself, they, they call him the Hound of the Underworld, right? Uh, yeah. Or Hound of the Underground, At right? several points, they make dog-based references yes. to him. Yes, yes. Um, and and I, I hate to say this, but, um, you know, he just, he gives me those Wolverine vibes, right? Oh, yeah, um, sure. And there's there's something about that correlation that, and, and we see it in the final episode, too, where he's just, you know, he's got that primal, uh, you know, kind of, beast like uh fury yeah um and and the sounds and the sounds and whenever he he actually uh, takes the shimmer man i'm telling you if you played the game at all and you and you play warwick a lot the sounds that he was making were exactly like warwick um uh so for me personally i'm i'm like over 100 percent confident that he's gonna be work um but you know there's it's it's not confirmed and that you know right can take it in any direction but um i think you'd agree with me mike that um you know we're we're looking at the origin story of work the other thing that i want to point out is that uh work's origin story in the lore mm-hmm. is um a completely underdeveloped right they they yeah, lots of it, room and they didn't they were very purposely uh, not providing um, bios on uh, the uh, Piltover and Zon characters for a good bit minute. Um, and Warwick got a, a full-fledged rework and they didn't really, um, you know, uh, 
kind of uh, give him a really in-depth background. Um, right. So it's uh, it's more after the fact, like he was uh, a man that was experimented on singed and, you know, he, yeah. he roams the streets as a, like kind of like this, you know, brutal vigilante kind of. He's character. a murderer of murderers is kind of yeah. what, what they describe as, or killer of killers rather is what they say. And He's a very I, uh, Moon Knight character. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with Moon Knight, but yeah, similar, similar and, situation. He, um, you know, they make references in his bio as well for just like, you know, those little little pieces of his past where they say that he was a good man that, um, what was it? A good man that turned away or that changed his ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, even made a, a knife reference specifically as well from whenever he got stabbed by Silco. So I'm, I'm pretty sure those all correlate. He also has a specific interaction with Vi where he says, who taught you how to punch? Yep. So, yep. I mean, you know, you look at these, all right, you got two specific yeah. character interactions <laughs> that specifically mention them from an unknown origin in his past. Like, yeah. And, like, and also beyond that, even just within Arcane itself, this Vander is a character that I feel like you would not let go of lightly. No. I think no. that you could let him go right now. And don't get me wrong, he still made one hell of an impact on the story, right? But the whole idea of him potentially becoming this monster that they have to confront later on and learn who he is, fuck, man, now that's drama, right? That's, that's good fucking TV. That's trauma is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's trauma drama. Yeah, trauma drama. That's as bad as it gets, man. Yeah, like, dude. Um, yeah, so and, cool. So, but yeah, uh, that's what I'm pretty sure it is. And, you know, the fact that they already introduced Singe, he's in the show right now experimenting on things. And, um, you know, he's on the bad guy side, obviously. And there's this issue that Silco has with Vander. Vander's body is still there, perfectly preserved, basically, for the taking right next mm-hmm. to where they ended off. There's just too many very, very, you know, severe Convenient coincidences. factors, yeah. yeah. So. so it's him. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. I, I'll go into the if they if it does end up being um, Warwick, I'll go into the original lore of him like at a later date, mm-hmm. um, just because do a, do a I, I don't want to fresher and everything. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want to do anything for a character that might not even be in the series. So, but he is. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, does that wrap up everything for you? Are you good? Yes. There? Yeah. yeah. All I right. Think we ended on a good note there. Yeah. So. One hour forty two minutes. You basically could have watched the whole series almost. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Really, we we really really appreciate it. Um, this is something that we love to do. We can't wait to go into the second act and and have you guys with us. Um, it's going to be so much fun. Make sure to like, subscribe, do all that stuff that I hate to tell you guys to do, but um, you know it just helps with continuing to put out stuff like this and please leave those um reviews uh if you'd like they help us out a lot five star reviews on apple podcast uh, as we mentioned the other uh day in the show um you know i don't know when this is going to hit as i mentioned before so we might have to do some catch up but you know if you leave a review if you guys want us to you know uh, read off that review in a character of your choice your favorite character your hate most hated character whatever we are very amateur terrible impressionists whenever it comes to league of legends characters we've done them in a few of our other pods the, the, before i will say there are some characters i, I can do pretty well but um there are some characters Sean far between. He can do very well yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like you know professional um <laughs> impersonator kind of thing you know uh <laughs> so obviously you can tell we're going to be fantastic at this so um but yeah if you want to give that a shot uh please do it really 
helps us out. And um, for now, we'll have the Discord. I keep saying we're going to have the Discord for you guys. We'll have the Discord by Act 2 for sure. So I'll have that all set up. And um, yeah, thank you very much, guys. And we will see you next time. Peace.